not all heroes wear capes, but all moms are heroes. Welcome to the podcast for moms, not all heroes wear capes with your hosts, Betsy Pendergrass and Tina Smith. We want you to know that we hear you and we see you. Join us weekly for laughs, serious talks, and occasional tears as we share with you funny stories and serious chats on all things mothering. Our prayer is that your time here will be an encouragement as we walk this journey with you together. back to the podcast. I'm Tina. I'm here with Betsy. And we are on our third podcast in a series called Mom Moments. And we're excited to be doing this. But first, how are you doing, Betsy? I'm good. I'm so are good. Are you? Oh, it's I been amazing around here. <laughs> I know. Betsy's been out. She's had a house full over the weekend and busy. We have. And it's been snowing here and it's been so fun for me because I love the snow. And if you follow along on Instagram, you've seen my adventures in the snow. Oh dear Lord. Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I'm really excited about this series. And if you haven't heard the last, if you didn't hear the first two of it, go back and listen to them and be Mm -hmm. encouraged by these moms in the Bible. And the one today is, um, it's kind of a sticky wicket a mom yeah, conversation. It is. It's an interesting one, right? Yeah. We're talking, we're talking about Hagar today. And if you don't know who Hagar is, um, she was Sarah's servant. So we talked about Sarah last week and she's the mom that had to wait, 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 wait. But there's a whole like backstory to this waiting yeah. thing with Sarah and Hagar is a part of it. And it was really interesting for me. First of all, we were talking a lot out of Gen. Uh, yeah, we're in Genesis, Genesis 20, which talks about Sarah and how, um, was it 20? No, we had a back 16 up. Was, and 21. Yeah. But 18 is where the guys came, the angel showed up and then she laughed about, you know, that she was going to have a baby in her old age. But I was in my Bible, I was in my Bible kind of looking up to see what, what the deal was with Hagar. And I'm looking past that. And I'm looking past that episode there that we talked about last week and I couldn't find it. And I'm like, where is the story? It was all the way back in 16. Yeah. And it was before the visitors came. So that just gave me a whole different context on what was going on. So all of this stuff with Hagar happened before the visitors showed up to tell Sarah and Abram that they were going to be having a baby in their old age. So that just gave me a whole different perspective. I don't know about you. I didn't, I guess I never really put that together chronologically. Yeah. Or something. Sarah grew impatient and I'm like listening to the story and I'm like, of course she became impatient. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) It was forever and ever. Amen. But she was was. waiting. But I, I want you to know with Hagar, like it was custom at the time that if a now, I'm not saying this was Christian culture, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not Christian, because that wasn't even a word, but you believing yeah. uh, followers, it was custom uh, of the culture at that time that if you had not had become pregnant as a female, you could take your handmaiden, have her have intercourse with your husband 
And if she were to become pregnant, that child became your child. That's all horrific in our uh, consideration of cultural things now, but that was very um, acceptable. Right. She wasn't doing anything that was out of the norm for the culture. Right. Of the day. Right. However, (laughs) you get yourself in a mess when you get to be running with the culture. You do. So that's a, a good point there. Like we need to be very careful that we're not succumbing to the culture around us, but that we are walking in the truth of the word of God. And it's in that place where, where Sarah has given Hagar, she becomes pregnant. And so the part that really stands out to me the most, as far as Hagar is concerned is in chapter 16 of Genesis. And, um, and say, it says in verse four, he slept with Hagar and she became pregnant. When she realized she was pregnant, she treated her mis- mistress with contempt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was Hagar in the wrong as far as any of this pregnancy stuff is concerned? No. Not to this point. No. <laughs> no. She she had no say. There is no voice mm-hmm. in this situation at all. Mm-hmm. And I've got to be honest with you. There are a lot of times when we are in situations as moms Mm -hmm. or as kids growing up or whatever, that we have no say in the atrocities that happen. Mm -hmm. That's right. Does that give us permission to not tend our own hearts? Well, no, no, no. We're still responsible for our heart condition before the Lord. Yeah. So like as a kid, my grandmother was emotionally abusive. She said some horrible things to me personally, Mm -hmm. but I'm so sorry. My response to her was to judge her. Mm -hmm. That was, that was on me. Mm -hmm. My judgment of my grandmother's decisions was on me. And I unfortunately reaped the result of that. Mm -hmm. So in this place where Hagar chooses to treat Sarah with contempt, that's her choice. Yes. That's, that's the attitude of her heart. And then if you go back over, if you go to, to Genesis 21, um, after Isaac is born, the, the child of promise, it says um, that In verse nine, Sarah saw that the son whom Hagar, the Egyptian had born to Abraham was mocking. And I think you and I were talking about this, that the reason that child had an attitude was because mama had an attitude. Exactly. And like, like, don't miss this y'all. Like it is easy to go. Well, of course she had an attitude. Look how mistreated she was. No, no, no. That doesn't help us grow at all. No. uh -uh. And I think, I feel like I need to speak into this because I've walked in it is if you are a woman whose husband has done something horrible, maybe you're divorced, separated or whatever. Can I just ask you, don't ever speak ill of your children's father to your children, because that's not going to do them any favors down the road. You know, I walked in this, 
I, I had a situation with my first husband that was horrible, but he was due respect as my children's father. That's and, powerful. And you need to be respectful to the, your kids' parents, whether you're a man listening or a woman listening to this, um, they will figure it out. Trust me. That was probably some of the best advice I ever got when I was walking through that was not to speak badly about my children's father to them. That's their dad. Well, and it muddies the water. Yes, it does. When we, when we put things, when we put things on kids that they don't need to bear, that's right. It makes it complicated even more than it already is. Yes. And yes, but it's like somehow in culture, (laughs) Mm -hmm. we have found it permissible for us to react Mm -hmm. to things that are hurtful, harmful, and ugly in, in kind. Yes. But that's not who we are as Christians. No, we're called to respond, not react. Good. We're called that's to good. We're called to, to walk differently. The bar is higher for those of us who are followers of Jesus. And we're not supposed to look like the world. We're supposed to look way different. That's what Christian means. Christ follower. We should look different. And when we react the same way the world does to the situations that God allows in our lives, because that's what happens. Go look at Job. God allows these things. He's sovereign. And when he allows these things, we get to choose how we're going to respond. Just like Hagar had a choice of how she was going to respond to Sarah in this situation. Well, I think part of what we're dealing with is free will also, because Mm -hmm. we live in a world that is jacked up. I -hmm. mean, we have people who are wounded, who are wounding people Mm -hmm. and the, you know, the choices that Abraham and Sarah made in a hard place Mm -hmm. hurt Hagar. I mean, their, their sin choices directly affected Hagar. Right. And because they had free will to make those choices, another person got hurt. Right. So in that place, the person who got hurt make gets to make a decision. Am Mm -hmm. I going to do navigate this well or not? Well, Um, yeah. And, and I feel like as parents, I mean, it's like we go, oh, you poor thing. Like that was so hard. Of course you are responding like this, that we're not loving people. Well, when we we are not, no, we're just enabling them in their sin. Yes. And and we're going to be held accountable for that. I was just reminded today in my quiet time that God keeps a record. He's a record keeper. And it's only when we confess our sins before him that that gets blotted out, right? Like it's written down and then he blots it back out. And we have to be really careful, I think, to remember who we're accountable to. And that's, that's to God. I'm sorry. Don't hear, like, don't hear us. Like he's like waiting to strike you down. No, it's when we make those decisions to, to perpetuate Mm -hmm. this, these choices that it, it separates us from him. 
Like our sin puts a wall up. Yeah, I mean, does. that's why Adam and Eve hid. We, we talked about that two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, that because he wasn't hiding, he was Mm-mm. pursuing them. Right. They hid because of their sin. Mm-hmm. And so we feel ashamed. We feel all of these things because of our choices. So if we're going to love people well, then our opportunity is to step into these places when we as moms are fostering emotions, feelings, choices Mm -hmm. that aren't um, kingdom, but Mm -hmm. they're worldly or cultural. Yeah. Yeah. And be aware of that. How am I, what am I, what are my words speaking? Yes. What are my words saying? Because they do have an effect on the next generation as our good friend, Jamie always says, what we don't deal with, we leave with the next, the next generation to deal with. And here we're seeing it play out here. We're seeing, you know, Hagar made a choice to have an attitude towards Sarah. And now we're seeing Ishmael have an attitude towards Isaac. Yes. And he was a teenager when Isaac was born. Yes. And he was being mocking and, and hadn't, he was jealous and felt like he had a right to be there. And, you know, and imagine, I mean, Ishmael's lived with Abraham for, you know, 12, 13 years or whatever it is. Yes. And now he's jealous because this other son has come on the scene and it's through Sarah. So there it's a mess. I feel like, and Hagar, Hagar's making choices in this that are not appropriate. Let's just say that. Yeah. And here's the thing, y'all, if we're like meeting the Ishmael in this and like, oh, poor Ishmael, like, mm, it's so sad that you're in this place. I can see why you're angry. Let's talk about that. Why are you angry? Mm -hmm. And just continuing to sit in that. Mm -hmm. That's not loving Ishmael. Mm -mm. And it's not loving our friends. No, it's not. So as parents, if we see mistreatment, if we see you know, if there's a situation where one of your kids is being treated differently than another kid, mm-hmm. not by you, but in, you know, by somebody else, which is going to happen by the way, it, oh, word. it might and be, it, a, is it hard. might, it might be a grandparent. Like we've yeah. had that situation, you know, yeah. where fa- favorites are played. So, so the reality is yes, it it's hurtful. Is it mm-hmm. right? No, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not right. But our job as parents or to come alongside our kids and teach them how to give that hurt and pain to the Lord mm-hmm. and how to get healing in that place from him. That's right. We need to point them back to Jesus. Yes. It's a great teachable moment that I think we, we lose that opportunity when we don't deal with the issue ourselves. Yeah. We're not parenting from a healthy spiritual place. We're enabling their woundedness to perpetuate itself. Right. But when you go and you look at what Sarah did, it was like almost the same thing, you know? So she goes in verse six of 16 and says, your servant is in your hand. Like Abram, she's like belly aching Abram. Like I put my servant in your arms and now she knows she's pregnant. She despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. And then Abram's like, do with her whatever you think best. And so Sarah mistreats her. So women, I'm telling you, (laughs) girls, ladies, we can be some of the meanest people on the planet earth. I oh, swear. Lord help us. So now we have Sarah who's mistreating Hagar people. I want you to just back up. These guys are in the Bible. Okay. They're normal yeah. people like you and me. And 
when I think about that, I'm like, they weren't perfect, but look at what God did in their lives. Yes. He, he was mighty in their lives. So she does. And so, you know, Hagar runs, she like, she runs away. She says she, she fled from her because she was being mistreated. I guess I probably would too. You know, I, I tend to be a little bit of a runner. (laughs) Things get bad. I've been known to run myself. (laughs) And then God meets her she runs into the desert, right? And God meets her there and she's pregnant. And he says to her, Hagar, servant of Sarah, where have you come from? And where are you going? Like, where, what's going on here, sister? And she says, I'm running away from my mistress. And the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. See, I think God saw that back in verse four, she wasn't being submissive as a servant. She wasn't doing, playing her role. She wasn't doing her purpose. Like this is, you're not supposed to have an attitude, right? And God sends her back on this. Y'all don't get sidetracked by our, where we are as a culture versus where they were. Cause Mm -hmm. it's not apples to apples. No, it's not. It's not. But we see here, God saying, go back and submit, go back and submit. He's inviting her to trust him. Mm -hmm. And, and the angel added, I will so increase your descendants that they will be too numerous to count. And isn't that part of the promise that Abraham had? Yes. Isaac, he was going to increase her descendants, but he says this, and you and I were kind of laughing about this. The angel of the Lord also said to her, you are now a child and you will have a son and you will name him Ishmael for the Lord has heard your misery. And then he says this, he will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility toward all his brothers. And we're seeing that play out to this day in history. This very day to this day. The Middle East, that's where all of these people, a lot of these people live that are descendants of Ishmael and they do live in hostility toward all his brothers, right? Isaac was his brother, but you know, Hagar goes on and she said, she gave him, she uh, gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. She saw God saw her in this. Yes. Yes. And And she felt seen. She felt seen. And he saw her and God can see us in our hard times too. And in our misery, he does see us, right? She says, I have now seen the one who sees me. So she got to see God in this. And, you know, it goes on in 21 and it talks about, um, Isaac was grew up and was weaned and Sarah saw Ishmael mocking Isaac Mm -hmm. and, and the Lord actually, um, says to Abraham, do not be concerned about your boy and the slave, whatever Sarah says, listen to her because your offspring will be traced through Isaac, but I will also make a nation of the slave son because he is your offspring. Mm -hmm. And so 
so the Lord is in this too, in mm-hmm. this really hard place. And, and Hagar and Ishmael leave and she's despondent and she's freaking out because she mm-hmm. thinks they're both going to die. Mm-hmm. And the reality is God hears the voice of the boy and the angel of God calls to Hagar from heaven and says to her, what's wrong, Hagar? Don't be afraid for God has heard the voice of the boy from the place where he is. Get up. Help the boy and support him, for I will make him a great nation. And God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the water skin and gave him a drink. God mm-hmm. was with the boy and he grew and they settled in the wilderness and he became an archer. Mm-hmm. And I think that even in that, there's a really good lesson in this. God is with us. And this is a, this is an inferior covenant that they're living under and it versus mm-hmm. us living under Jesus's blood. Yeah. And and God is with them in mm-hmm. this really hard place. And he comes to them mm-hmm. and he says, I've got this. I'm t- um, and he puts a well right where she can go and get what she needs. And so as moms, even in the hardest places, y'all, the Lord is with us. Amen. He he can do miraculous things in the lives of, of our lives, in the lives of our kids, even when it seems like you know, it's called to hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. He can, he's bigger than that. Amen. He is bigger. And even in these circumstances, which were not the most favorable circumstances of how this whole story came about, God was faithful to Hagar in it. Yes. Yes. He was faithful. Tina, let me pray for us. Yes. Lord, I thank you for these mamas and I thank you. I thank you for the moments that are hearing this today and feeling the pain of mistreatment and uh, injustice. Mm -hmm. And we lift them up to you, Lord. And we know that your heart is not for mistreatment and injustice. You're bigger than that. Mm -hmm. And, and we ask you, Lord, that in those places where we haven't trusted you to tend our hearts, that we bring those wounds to you. We bring that hurt to you. And we ask you to help us to lay down our offenses. We ask you to help us lay down our um, judgments, any places where we have stepped outside of your best for us in those hard, hard places, we come to you and we ask you to forgive us. And we ask you to help us to walk out of that garbage free because of what Jesus has done for us and help us to parent our kids well in hard places. Help us to trust you that you love them more than even we do and that you can help us and you can do miraculous things on our behalf and that you see us and that you're with us just like you were with Hagar and Ishmael. That's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. how valuable your time is and we are so thankful you chose to spend some of it with us today we hope you've been encouraged you can find betsy at gatheringaround.com and tina at raisingkidsonyourknees.org enjoy your day and we will see you again next week